and the idea of togetherness, community, and family. And uh, last week we had, a, uh, we had a ball pit, and for those of you that weren't at second service, uh, if you were at first service, this is a little bit of what happened at second service. There was about 14,000 children up here on stage, and, uh, and at some point a, a dodgeball match did break out on, on stage. Yeah, I, I'm the one kind of scared out of my mind over here, uh, realizing I had gotten myself into something. And um, I left church that morning thinking, I wonder if anybody actually videotaped that and if it's going to be on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or some sort of viral video of church service gone crazy. Um, but, uh, but we had a wonderful time. The whole idea was that, that we, uh, we challenged the kids to the idea that, you know, it's fun to be in a ball pit. I mean, it's cool. You get to play, have fun. But by yourself, it's not nearly as much fun as when your friends come join you. And so we had other kids that jumped in, and they got to be a part of it. It was just, it was a wonderful example of the importance of being together and not being by ourselves. And so this morning, we're continuing on in that series. And uh, this morning is, uh, the lesson title is, One Anothering One Another. And that's what I want to challenge you with this morning. To one another, one another. How many of you uh, have a seat, a chair, a sofa in your, uh, in your living room or in a, in a sitting room? It's kind of it's your, your place. It's the place where you sit. You kind of always sit. Give me a show of hands. Show me who has kind of a spot where you sit, and it's pretty much the only, you're the only one who sits there. We have that at my house. We, we definitely have that. Uh, for Kristen, it's, uh, it's this high back chair that we have in our living room. She pretty much is the only one who sits in that. And if someone is sitting in that, they kind of get a look like. And, and, and mine is on the sofa. I've got a spot on the sofa, and it's kind of sunken in where uh, just, just uh, my body kind of fits perfectly there. But, uh, but we, have this, we, we have this game at our, our house uh, that we play. It's called, uh, it's called seat back. Anybody know what that is? That's what we call it anyways. Yeah, it's this whole idea of if you get up, you got to call seat back so you can have your seat back. Because we fight over seats in our living room. It's, it's, we're, we're a strange family. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but we love being comfortable. We love having our little place within, within our little comfortable area in our living room, whether we're sitting there talking or watching a movie, watching TV, just hanging out. We each kind of have our place. And there's something comfortable about our place. And whether it's the chair or whether it's a sofa, um, it kind of represents in our culture today comfort, relaxation. I love the... Uh, the, uh, the, the conversation couch video, as we were wrapping up our time of talking, it was, it was playing. And um, it's, the same, it's the same group of people that did the video last week with the ball pit. But they actually set up a sofa in a little living room setting on the Strip in Las Vegas. One of the most insane, crazy cities in the world. They set up this sofa, and they had people come up, and they could spin a conversation wheel. And they had to sit down with a total stranger and have a conversation. And I love the idea because they chose the sofa because it represented conversation. It represented a place where two people can sit with one another, even in the midst of being in the middle of Sin City, one of the craziest places on earth. And they were able to have a conversation with one another. And they talked about some intimate things. They talked about some personal things, some challenging things. And they did it as they sat on a couch. One anothering, one another. 
You know, I think here at Greenville Oaks, we have the opportunity to sit on the couch with a total stranger and have conversations with one another. I think it'd be great to, to spin a conversation wheel at a, at, a, at a connecting point group meeting or a time together with friends. And whatever comes up on the wheel, that's what you talk about. I mean, how complete and totally vulnerable must you be to be able to be willing to engage in a, in a conversation like that? One anothering, one another. There's something powerful about that statement. Confusing because I don't think it's grammatically correct, but powerful in the sense that I think this is one of the most important things Jesus challenges us to do as ecclesias here in this place. If you remember last week, for those of you that were here, there were three specific concepts that I wanted you all to remember as we began moving into the idea of creating um, true, authentic communities, true gatherings, assemblies, ecclesias, as our Connecting Point ministry kicks off in September. I wanted there to be three very essential elements within each of those groups. The first one was commitment, dedication to one another and to the group. The second one was grace, both receiving and offering it. And the third was boldness, courage, the willingness to say what maybe someone didn't want to hear and to be there when it would be a lot easier to not. Boldness and courage, grace and commitment. Those are the three elements that I think are essential in having true, authentic communities of faith. And I think as we look through the one anothering verses, there's, I found 23. There may be more. I found 23 different verses in God's Word that challenges us to one another, one another. And we're going to look at them real quickly this morning. But as you do, as we look through these 23 verses, I want you to think about those three concepts, commitment, grace, and boldness, and see how the one anothering scriptures fit underneath each of those categories. Because I believe they're essential elements to any group or gathering or assembly if true, authentic community and relationship is going to exist. So, the 23, prefer one another, Romans 12.10. Greet one another, Romans 16.16. Forgive one another, Ephesians 4.32. Accept one another, Romans 15.7. Comfort one another, 2 Corinthians 1.4. Admonish one another, Colossians 3.16. Pray for one another, James 5.16. Wait for one another, 1 Corinthians 11.33. Honor one another, Romans 12.10. Carry one another's burdens, Galatians 6.2. Care for one another, 1 Corinthians 12.25. Confess your sins to one another, James 5.16. Offer hospitality to one another, 1 Peter 4.9. Live in peace with one another, 1 Thessalonians 5.13. Be devoted to one another, Romans 12.10. Serve one another, Galatians 5.13. Be kind to one another, Ephesians 
32. Motivate one another on towards love and good deeds, Hebrews 10, 24. Encourage one another, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5, 21. Bear with one another, Colossians 3, 13. Restore one another, Galatians 6, 1. Love one another, John 13, 34. It's a fairly comprehensive list. Lots of verses, lots of challenges that involve you engaging someone else in a biblical, godly concept focused on intimacy and relationship, on intentional, purposeful, true, authentic community with one another. One anothering, one another. Three very, very important elements essential to the idea of having community. And these 23 verses, I think, support those three concepts. Because when you think about the idea of commitment, preferring one another and greeting one another and waiting for one another and honoring one another and caring for one another and offering hospitality and being devoted and being kind to one another, there is commitment involved in that. There is dedication. Commitment is essential. Grace, the second element, forgive one another, accept one another, comfort one another, pray for one another, live in peace with one another, bear with one another, love one another. I even love this one in Romans 12, 9. Don't just pretend to love one another. I love that one another verse. Don't just pretend to love one another. And boldness and courage, the third thing, admonish one another, carry one another's burdens, confess your sins to one another, serve one another, motivate one another, submit to one another, encourage one another, restore one another. I mean, do you understand the concept? There is so much that is asked of us in regards to our relationships with one another. The essentialness of community. The essentialness of togetherness, assembling together, being ecclesias. But Jesus Christ, it's not just about having coffee with one another and sitting on a couch. That's great. But Jesus calls us to so many things with one another. And you can't experience all that those 23 one another's if you are not living and sharing life with one another in community. As wonderful as this morning has been and having some opportunities to really engage one another and to talk with one another in a way that we don't typically do, you didn't begin to scratch the surface with these 23 one another's because you can't do it on a Sunday morning. And if you come here expecting to do it on a Sunday morning, you're going to leave unfulfilled and ultimately failed. Because this can't happen on a Sunday morning, assembly. This happens when people live and share life with one another on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. When they gather in each other's homes and in restaurants and in places of work and where you play. That's when you find opportunities to forgive one another and accept one another and be devoted to one another and serve one another and motivate one another and bear with one another and restore one another and love one another. Very powerful, very powerful concepts. The one another verses support the idea of the importance of the three essential elements 
that as we move forward in the next few weeks, when these connecting point groups begin, and we challenge this entire church to step up and be involved in these connecting point groups, we must hold each other accountable to the three elements. We must hold each other accountable to the commitment. We must hold each other accountable to the grace. And we must hold each other accountable to the boldness and courage it takes to be what Jesus Christ established for us to be. Okay. If you're visiting with us this morning, as I said, I'm glad you're here. You're free to play on your cell phone for the next few minutes or get up and go to the bathroom if you need to. Um, I'm going to talk to the family here at Greenville Oaks for just a minute. Because here's the thing. We are blessed. We are blessed to be in this place. I think Greenville Oaks is one of the most amazing congregations in North Texas, in this state, in this area. I really do. I have a chance to work with an unbelievably dedicated and committed staff of men and women who love this church and who love the kingdom of God and the work that God is doing here. We're very blessed. We're also extremely blessed to have shepherds, shepherds who love you and care for you and worry about each of you far more than you will ever, ever know. And we're blessed to have each of you. Men and women who are not satisfied with just simply doing church, but have a desire to engage the kingdom of God, to become the disciples that Jesus Christ desires us to be in significant ways. We are truly blessed to be here. But being here is not enough, there's still more. And there's not more because we've, we've failed at what we've been trying to do. That's not the case at all. There's not more because we have, we have uh, stumbled and in, in, in failed to fully understand what God has asked of us because I don't think that's the case. And, and it's, not, it's not more because we've messed up or done something wrong. That's not the case either. There's simply more. There's simply so much more because of the one element that I think that we can definitely do better in. And that's our relationships with one another. The beautiful, wonderful gift of relationship that God gave to his most prized creation. You see, I'm not sure when it was. Might have been day four, day five of creation. I don't know, but in the midst of making the land and the sea and the stars and the sky and all that, all that God was doing. At some point, God knew that it was not going to be good for this Adam guy that he was going to make because he's God. He knew what was going to happen. He knew it was not going to be good for man to be alone. He knew that. He knew that before he ever made Adam. And he also knew that as wonderful as, as Eve was going uh, to be, there was going, there was going to be issues. There was going to be challenges. He's God. But he created Eve with Adam because he knew that Adam would need companionship. That Adam would need friendship. And at somewhere, at some point during that time, I think God had this idea that, you know what, here's the thing. 
I'm going to give Adam companionship. I'm going to create relationship. But I'm going to do something really special. I'm going to give my most prized possession, my most beloved creation of all the amazing things that I've created, my children, just a small glimpse of heaven, just a small little glimpse of the majesty and the glory and the perfection of heaven. And so he gave us the ability to love. To unconditionally, truly, authentically, in the name of Jesus Christ, love one another. Church, I think it's the most perfect thing we have on this earth. I think it is the one glimpse of heaven that God said, I'm going to give you just a little taste of what it's like. When you experience the perfection of the love of God with one another. I don't think there's any greater thing on earth. I want us to have that. I want each and every one of us that calls the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ its community of faith to experience this gift, this blessing. We're challenging one another, not because we've failed in a standard of God or not because we've done something wrong, but because there is a greater gift and a greater blessing within the relationships with one another than we've been fully experiencing to this point. And I want us all to experience the beauty of God's love. And I have a dream. I mean, I really do have a dream for the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ. What if Greenville Oaks was a a place that was known for loving one another? And I mean, people in the community actually know about and they talk about this place because they've heard that people really do love one another. And in fact, they talk about it so much, they want to go be a part of it. And they want to go be a part of it. And so we have people coming here. And so we have people coming here and we have to respond to that. We have to be not just open to people coming here, not just willing to accept them and allow them to come here. We have to be unbelievably excited about the, peop- the fact that people are going to be coming here because they're going to be coming here because they heard about this place that loves one another and loves God. What if that was the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ? That we couldn't keep people away. Because church, at the end of the day, what people in the world who don't have a faith are desperately looking for is love. Love from one another, love from self, love of self, love for others. They are looking for love in all kinds of shapes and sizes and forms. And we have an opportunity. Because I think Jesus told us It could be that simple. In John 13, 34, he said this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. One of the most powerful, one of the most influential evangelistic challenges Jesus Christ left on this earth. Yes, there is the go into all the world and preach the good news. That's good. We should do that. 
But there is also this very simple message that says, just love one another. That's all I'm asking you to do. If you love one another, the world will know that you are mine. It says everyone, everyone in the world will know that you are my disciples. They'll know that you're special. They know that you will be different. They know that there's something else about you that separates you from them. And it's the fact that you love one another. Jesus said, that's all I'm asking. If you will do that, we can change the world. But guys, we got to start with that first. As wonderful as, as church plants are and as amazing as, as, uh, as missional efforts are and as wonderful it is to send money overseas, those are all great things. Here's one of the things that Jesus said. Start with just loving one another. I mean, love them the way I love you. And the world will know that you are mine. And thus they will know who I am. That's where I want us to start. I want us to start with loving one another. I want us to commit ourselves to John 13, to live out the words of loving one another, to live out the other 22 one another verses, to one another one another in ways that changes the community that we live in, the area we reside in, the state that we call home, the country in the world, that we will start with loving one another, one anothering one another. But we can't do that if most of you decide, you know what, I really don't have time. I mean, it sounds really good, but man, I'm really busy. I mean, Matt, I appreciate your thoughts, but well, you know, I, I got a lot going on, my plate's full. This isn't a 20% church kind of participation thing. This isn't a 30% or 40% or 70%. Church, we got to be all in on this or we need to throw it all away. Because if we're not committed to relationship with one another, then let's just play church. Let's just show up here on Sundays. Let's do our thing. Let's not talk to one another during communion. Let's just do church. We'll still go to heaven. We're just going to miss out on the greatest gift that God has given us here on this earth. The opportunity to experience his love with one another. That's all. That's all we're missing out on. I think it's time. I think it's time we start now. I think there is a relational movement that is sweeping through this church I have been hearing back from so many of you that are so excited about the connecting points, the opportunities to engage in groups, to challenge one another, to grow one another, to be more than just people at someone's house, to be ecclesias of Jesus Christ. I want you to make sure you don't miss out on this. It's not complicated. That's a phrase and it's a phrase that AT&T has, uh, has started with commercials. If you've seen them, I think they're great. It's got the guy sitting at the kid's table, and he's got the four kids. They're kind of funny um, uh, commercials. But the whole tagline for the commercial is, it's not complicated. Well, we kind of did our own commercial. Uh, it's not complicated. I want you to check this commercial out for our Connecting Point Ministries. Let's watch this. Which is better, talking face-to-face -face or to a handheld mobile device? Uh, what's a mobile device? I don't know. I'll Google it. Isn't mobile a place where you get gas? 
okay, if you say so. I mean, when you text, you don't even have to look at the person. It's just easier. And why don't you like looking at people? Ew, just because they smell. <laughs> but what does that have to do with... You just don't it? understand because you're kind of old and smelly too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it better to have a friendship or a relationship? A friendship. Relationships are only for boyfriends and girlfriends. Okay, but what about your moms and dads? Moms and dads aren't in a relationship. They're just parents. <laughs> well, okay, if you say so. It's not complicated. Face-to-face -face is the best way, and relationships are important for all of us. So don't miss Sunday, August 25th during Bible class from 930 to 1030 in the 180s. We want you to come out, join us, join our entire church as we jump in and get connected in one of our new Connecting Point groups. Don't be left out. I think they did a great job. The kids were awesome. Yeah, give them a hand. Some were in here this morning. Yeah, they did awesome. You're going to be you're going to be seeing that commercial running over and over for the next few weeks on on Sundays because it really guys, it's not complicated. It's a very simple thing. It's just a matter of are we going to be committed? Are we going to be all in on the grace? And are we going to have the courage and the boldness to step up and do this? Next Sunday is going to be a very special Sunday. As Mike mentioned, first of all, it's a big opportunity for us to give back and experience this amazing gift with, uh, with our makeup contribution. We've, uh, we've had an individual who has stepped up and said he's going to match. And so it's going to be an unbelievable opportunity for us to move our ministries forward into the great things that God is doing over the next few weeks. You're going to be hearing about our vision that's going to be unfolding and the opportunity for you to invest and to buy into what God is doing here at Greenville Oaks because I am super, super excited about it. But next Sunday is also going to be, as the commercial just said, our Connecting Points Extravaganza. During Bible class, probably more like about 9 o'clock through part or most of second service, down in the 180s in the Fellowship Center, we're going to have a big, huge extravaganza set up where every single body in this church can come in there, spend some time walking around, learning about the different types of connecting point groups, have a chance to spend some time with uh, some leaders who have bought in and said, hey, I'm going to help lead connecting point groups decide to jump in and be a part of their group, bring a group of people and decide to be a part of a connecting point with a group already put together, sign up as an individual and say, put me with somebody because I'm ready to do this. You know, whatever your situation is, next Sunday, August 25th, do not miss it. During the Bible class time, everybody's going to be down there. It's going to be a great experience. We're going to have coffee and donuts. The ball pit may even reappear again, so we'll see. Um, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful morning. Do not miss next Sunday, uh, August the 25th. This is going to be the opportunity for you to sign up and say, I'm all in. Here's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to give me six weeks. Would you commit six weeks to be a part of a connecting point group? Six weeks. If it is the most horrible, terrible, awful thing you've ever done in your life, I'll never bother you again. But will you give me six weeks to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a place, and I'm going to get connected. 
We're going to talk a lot more about it next Sunday, and you're going to learn a lot more about it next Sunday. But quickly, let me give you, let me give you the four major connecting point groups, okay? The first one is Family Connect. Family Connect is going to be open to anyone. It's going to be targeting uh, families with children. It's going to be an opportunity to challenge moms and dads and kids in the faith formation within the home. It's going to be an opportunity for moms and dads to create opportunities to serve with their children. It's going to be an opportunity for families to come together and share the burden and challenge of raising kids and families in today's culture. It's going to be targeting our families. The, uh, the, the, the teaching and the format is going to be set up to really be a blessing to our families. That's Family Connect. Okay? The second one is Outreach Connect. I hope that all of our groups have a component of outreach built into them. But there is one thing in particular. This group of people are people who say, you know what? I want to connect with people that aren't a part of Greenville Oaks. I want to connect with people that are unchurched, that don't have a community of faith, that maybe are wandering out in the world lost and in desperate need of something. I want to go searching for those people, and I want to get together with other people who share that same spirit with me. We're going to create Outreach Connect groups. They're going to be a little different than the Family Connect groups. Outreach Connect. The third one is, uh, is uh, Ministry Connect. Ministry Connect is going to be uh, groups that come together around service ministries that they're already a part of. Many of you are investing hours a week and month already doing things with one another and serving in ministries, okay? We want to create opportunities for you to connect at a deeper, more personal, more intimate, more purposeful level. Not just coming and doing a task or serving one another, but actually creating an opportunity to engage in ecclesia, to come together as a community as you serve. Use the common bond of that ministry that you serve in to help create an opportunity for you to be connected in a group. And the fourth one is Pastoral Connect. Pastoral Connect is going to be an opportunity for people to come together, to love one another here and to encourage one another, to share the burdens of life with one another, people within this church that need one another. Okay, it's a great, great opportunity. There's four there. There's also going to be some opportunities to create discipleship groups and um, evangelistic groups outside of the outreach groups. I mean, there's going to be lots of different opportunities. Next Sunday, August 25th, I want you to be here. Come be a part of the Connecting Point extravaganza. Learn what God is doing here at Greenville Oaks. I believe there truly is a relationship movement that is sweeping through this place. And I don't want you to miss it. Jump in and let's get connected. Pray with me, please, and we'll be done. Father God, we thank you so much for the love that you give us. Father, thank you for the perfection of your love. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. And we long for you to come home, to return back, to take us home. But God, while we are here in this place, may we fully, completely understand the majesty and the glory and the magnificence and the beauty and the blessing and the gift of your love for one another here in this place. Father, I pray that you will give us courage to step up, boldness to challenge one another, for this to be truly an opportunity for the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ to be what you want us to be. And may we see the opportunity to do it together with one another. Thank you for Jesus. 
And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.